Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, this is Jeff Parlin, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. Yes, it's time for the Jack Lynx Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sport. It is your weekly romp through the delusional, importantly... That's terrible English. Yeah. Delusionally important? Yeah, negligible was going to be the word. Ah, that's what you're going for. Negligibly unimportant world of sport, Rob. Well, maybe you've stumbled over that because, like me, you're feeling very Tuesday-ish. Yeah, could be. You're neither here nor there on the Tuesday, I find. People talk about hump day, but Tuesdays, for me, is just... Because Monday, you don't really know what's happening. You're just sort of waking up. And then Tuesday, it just sort of goes, oh, well, I've got another three days to get through here, haven't I? Mm. Before we're going to have the weekend again. Although, Roberto... Was yeah. a very productive, sensible lad on the weekend. I well, tell you. you told me you had a free weekend. I did. I suppose I, I did stay up till four in the morning on Saturday drinking wine, but oh. um, that was just at home. Well, that's just normal. For you. Yeah, that was all right. I was mucking about with things, but the home, the recording studio, Beefy, come next week. Next week, stings. Stings. You, you, you request a sting. I'll have it. I'll have it done. I can't wait. I just you, cannot you just wait. So I've got vegan news to do. Yeah. I've just got. I'm going to introduce a new segment this year called Rob's Facts. Rob's facts. Rob's facts. Loving it. Yeah. Crazy, interesting facts. I was going to say, facts. are they crazy They're facts? crazy facts. Right. Crazy facts, and then we discuss. I'm loving it. Great Sim- section. Simple. Good, simple idea. Philosophical. We the can get facts philosophical. of Rob. The facts of Rob. Yeah. Who needs life? I am life. If I'm, you, if you, I'm a life coach. Again, Dr. Robert's oh, back. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. let's bring Robert him back. Is back. Yeah, yeah. He was a little bit vague. That, that <laughs> he, did, he didn't really. He was a philosopher of vagueness. He was um, fairly uh, ambiguous. I think would be the word. Yeah. He knew exactly what he was about, Doctor Robert. I don't think. But I don't think did. anyone learned anything. <laughs> In fact, from week to week, one point seemed to contradict the last week's. <laughs> Yeah, he... Often the point being made that week would contradict itself. I'm pretty sure he did embrace the progressiveness, though. Oh, progressiveness. Isn't it just great to be a part of a time where things are changing so rapidly, Beefy? Biological evolution (laughs) could not possibly keep up with how rapidly everything's... We're going to change everything. Uh, I know. Isn't it great? We're becoming better people for it. I hope so. Yeah. I'll tell you what, in the next 20 years, men are going to be giving birth, Beefy. That's that's I what wouldn't, I wouldn't put it put it past them. You reckon? <laughs> well, you never know. Might be a few cesareans going on if that's the case. Ooh. I'm not sure we're really uh, physically capable. Well, the fact is, you're talking about men giving birth. So, yeah. if we're addressing the first section, there's then a few more steps to get through before we get to the, where they're the going to go for cesarean. The secondary part of the uh, giving birth process will probably be <laughs> fixed if we were going to fix the first part. If you were a pregnant woman, Beefy, yeah. do you reckon you'd go for the cesarean? What do you reckon? Uh, no, I'd give it a go. you give, give it a go? Give it a go! Yeah, yeah, you've got to at least try, don't you? You hear all the time, it's childbirth's the most painful thing you'll ever do. But surely the cesarean's faster and easier. Oh, you can book it in. And, and, is it, and what about, the, how long's the recovery after one of those? Uh, I don't know. I've got you, no idea. I've never had a cesarean. I can't imagine it's more than a week. A few you get, stitches. You're getting cut open. Yeah, yeah, but then it's it's all it's all calculated. They, 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 I think it's about two or three months. Two or three months. Yeah. Oh, because they got to cut through your abdomen, don't they? Got to they? cut through, and you've actually just don't forget the fact that the cesarean means you've just given birth. Yeah. 
So, so there's that on top the, of the whole on top thing of it. takes a bit of time to recover. Yeah, but then it doesn't. Um, oh, I don't want to go into that. But no. uh, well, you're the only one who knows what it's like to have your own tissue samples and taken out of your legs with yeah. uh, in- injections, didn't you? Yes. And you said that painful. was quite painful. Yeah, I've had gout. Yeah, that's the most that's painful the most thing painful on the planet. Thing. Yeah, yeah, loads of things. Well, I don't. So it makes sense that you would give it a go. Oh, just give it a go. So I'm pleased to hear that. You, um, you still like a challenge. Got to like a challenge. You're never going to back down now. In the in the face of pregnancy, you laugh. <laughs> you laugh in the face of it. We'll we'll be living to about 150 in 20 years' time, Rob. Anyway, so you know, giving childbirth that, is, is that too late though? What will in 20, so in 20 years I'll be basically 60. Yeah, and then so we'll, that we'll have another, another 90 years when I'm already 60. I know. If they can drag out that sort of 60 to 70, because you still can kind of do stuff. Yeah. But once you start getting over 70, I've. I, but I mean, we're you talking, start slowing we're talking down, 20 man. years' time. So the adventures in. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but I think that's based on if they can slow down your aging significantly yeah. on the earlier years. It's all about uh, muscle so, um, uh, degradation, isn't it? That's the big thing. Yeah, slowing slowing everything down. Mm. You know, I've heard reports from um, like nutters that um, that <laughs> just in general nutters, just general uh, YouTube oh, uh, right. online nutters that there are aliens that live among us, oh, yeah. and and they actually live to a hundred and eighty. Right, they're sort of humanoid or humanoid types, okay. similar. Type of species, like but they can come down and they can adapt into our planet and walk around on it. Mm. And um, they can live to 180. And they reckon that's the main reason that human beings, as a and Homo sapiens as a species, is still a bit of a bit shit. Like we're a bit selfish in that, right. and we can't get our act together. Like the you know things like climate change, for example, mm-hmm. where we're facing a global problem, people are still fighting about bollocks. They they say it's because we don't live old enough yet. So people are still too selfish because they only live for ninety years. So it's like oh, well, it's because so like right where I am now, right yeah. the transition from how left I was even five years ago to now just hating everything left. But that's because they went mental. They didn't yeah. used to be so mental, and so all of a sudden I don't give a monkeys about anyone. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we've noticed. <laughs> that's, that's a bit extreme. Talking about that's, go- that's not true. But probably I re- you start realising your own clock. And you go, well, right, okay. okay, I've done my few spiels about this and that. It doesn't really change anything. I'm just going to get on with what I've got to do for, mm. for the next few years. You know, the first 35 years are a bit shambolic. <laughs> Hell, I don't ever laugh, though. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's why I'm feeling a bit Tuesday-ish. Talking about going left and uh, embracing yeah. the left. Yep. Yeah. Uh, see, Izzy Falao's got a new job. He's got a. He's playing for Kent. Kent. Les Catalan Dragons. Well, and that's French, is it? They're French, but they play in the English Super League. Yep. So they've embraced the progressiveness there by uh, signing Izzy Falao. Is is that embracing? That's not embracing the progress. That that's that's uh, totally failing. <laughs> Altogether, no. that's, that's embracing the conservatism. Oh no, but well, it's embracing the insanity. They're being progressive by employing him because they know he's got these views. So they, oh no, we'll just employ him anyway. That's got to be progressive, surely. So they're so progressive. They're now instead of so liberals who are too progressive mm. start to tolerate things that they shouldn't. Yes, where this is not that they've gone that so far. They're going right back around to now tolerating homophobia. Yeah. And and embracing regressiveness, actually. Oh, could be, yeah. I like but that, actually. Kind of, so, but the thing with liberals to- being so tolerant that they don't stand up for liberal principles, that's things like where people won't criticise Islam, you know? In in certain countries, like Saudi Arabia, uh, um, Iraq, 
yeah. where it's used to oppress people. I like that. Embracing the reg- regressiveness. So, well, that's that. Those are your two options: either progress or regress. You can't sit in the middle. You can't. can't. Have, you can't have a good chat about things and reach a logical conclusion. Can't be half pregnant, Rob. You can't be half pregnant, and you can't just go choose a cesarean. You got to book it in. <laughs> no, you, well, you can. You can have an emergency cesarean. They, they do have them off the cuff still. They generally do. Yeah. Um, so the, the baby turns like on uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, you well, seen that? Morgan Bridge, Bridge Freeman saves the baby in Robin Hood. Does he? Yeah. So it's, it's old school. Like, cause he's he's that Nazim comes from Turkey. Morgan Freeman. Nazim. Yeah, yeah. You know the story, of Robin Hood. So he comes back from the English Crusades. He comes right. back from Turkey and he brings Nazim with him. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. Who's um obviously Morgan Freeman. There's not too many black lads in England at that point. No, so not, he, he, not, he sticks not in the out a little or bit. No, certainly not. So um, and and they're all scared of him because he's got dark skin but turns out he's very wise and there's you know little John with the wooden stick yeah yeah his wife's gonna have a a baby and he's going this is the the baby's turned I've seen this many times with the horses you gotta cut her open right and Friar Tuck's not having a bar of it well he's He's going he's 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 of the devil he's a painted man he can't he can't do this was he a painted man well that's what they said that's the terminology they used back in the olden days even though Robin Hood had an American accent that's alright oh this is Kevin Costner film yeah great I love this film. Uh, I've seen it about 40 times. That's where he splits the arrow. I remember and, um, you bringing that up when yeah, we went to the archery. One. Yeah, very impressive it is. And anyway, uh, Morgan Freeman saves the baby because he does the caesarean on the spot. Back in the 1350s. They, even, they just didn't try to turn the baby. Nah, he, he said it, it has turned. It can't, it can't turn it back again. Of course you can. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, now, now you know everything. You don't even know how long it takes for a caesarean to heal, but you know how to turn the baby yeah. so that it will go out orthodox through the vagina rather than you the can, caesarean. You can actually try and turn a breached baby physically. How, but how do you know this now? All of a sudden, you were you're so hands-off, Mr. Ambiguity, yeah, yeah. and now you know everything. Because I've actually been... Well, not me personally. <laughs> well, I was in the room. You do have a daughter. Yes, who was <laughs> attempted to be turned. By, wow! By a not even by a midwife, by a, what's the uh, uh, obstetrician? Well, maybe it was only a partial turn, not like a full um, one eighty. Yeah, possibly. Well, wasn't no. going out legs first. Uh, it was sitting legs first. That's why they tried to turn it. Right. So they tried to turn it in the butt. She didn't want a bar of it, mate. She went yeah. the other way. She was coming out when she was ready. Yeah, right, ready. right. Anyway, uh, Falau. Back to Israel Falau. Back to Israel Falau because that's uh, we are a sports show, Rob. Not a uh, we're not a uh, what's the word obstetrics type show no but we were talking about Robin Hood's and Archer well have you got Archer news Um, no Morgan Freeman was a good sword fighter fencer was he yeah as well he he did everything no 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 not actually in the movie oh in real life in Nazim and Robin Hood (laughs) okay yeah a fierce warrior Mm. Uh, the Perpignan because that's where Catalan dragons are from. Uh, their chairman Bernard Gauche said they did not support Falau's pre- previously. Oh, I can't even do French anymore. Oh, previously expressed and controversial views, which are based upon his sincerely held religious belief. Mm. Uh, we, we want to give Israel a new opportunity to shine on the peach. The dragons, he stressed, do not share or condone those views, and we are totally committed to our club and our sport being open and welcoming to everyone. And then did you see what Wigan did? Wigan Warriors did straight away? No. 
they declared their game against Catalan's Dragons on Sunday, March 22nd to be Pride Day as the Warriors look to support the LGBTQ plus community. Gosh. He so, really can't uh, escape it, can he? With, with it's, the, it's following him. Oh, yeah. I think every team in the whole league will do the same. Yeah, right. I think we're going to have rainbow flags everywhere and play with rainbow laces and uh, oh, just probably enter each other on the pitch. Wow. Yeah. There we go. Let's see how That's, it is. Uh, well, that'll, that'll show them. Uh, <laughs> that will show them. Uh, yeah. Apparently today... What do you think about this, Israel? <laughs> um, I guess we're all going to hell now, aren't we? Uh <laughs> That would be funny. That would be brilliant. Uh, Falau did receive support from one quarter, though, the Christian Institute, Rob. Well, they're, they're always there. Whose uh, deputy director, Simon Culvert, defended his right to express his views, suggesting the outrage reeks of double standards. Where's the respect for religious freedom? He asked in a statement to Britain's Press Association. Why didn't he try going to play something in America? Because then he'd have oh, massive Texas. support there. Yeah, they Just would go, love it. He'd have to, but he'd have to be like maybe American football. Was he good, be good enough to do the transition like old, what's Don't, his face did? Jared Hayne. Jared Hayne. Ah. Uh, uh, possibly, but probably not. This is a professional rugby league in the States. Well, he could play that. Yeah? Yeah. Why don't he just do that? Actually, he could have played in the XFL, which starts pretty soon. Uh, but anyway. Well, apparently Sonny Bill Williams' debut for over apparently has been was, no he good. He was horrendous. No good. Well, Falau didn't even make the side for uh, Catalan's Dragons for the on right. the first game. Okay. They lost at home, I think. Mm-hmm. Actually, news from today, the uh, Dragons actually changed their minds about holding a media conference to unveil the big new signing <laughs> Israel Falau. <laughs> Instead, they're filming it in-house and then distributing it to media outlets. And the comment is, can't think why that was. Why didn't they sign him as like a pseudonym? And then all of a sudden, they could, no one would know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's just playing. That would be brilliant. Yeah. Because when he turned up, I think, who's this bloke? You've probably got to go legal. Unless his name's his name. Israel... Like no, Cat his, Stevens. Huh? Like Cat Stevens. Yeah, he could, being, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. change his name yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, do um, something like that. Uh, what's Cat Stevens? Yusuf Islam. Yeah. Well, he could be Israel God. Israel... Or, well, no, Israel Christianity. Israel. No, Christian... Christian Christianity. Good Christian Molau. <laughs> Christian Molau. Chris, well, I don't know. Christian... Christian Righteous. Christian Fred. Oh, come on, Rob, play the game. R- righteous, righteous Fred. Righteous, righteous Fred. Yeah, yeah. I am too sexy for... Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. Righteous Fred. <laughs> A common first name, uh, Righteous. <laughs> righteous Fred, that would be brilliant. Yeah. Righteous Fred. So, oh, good yeah. luck I th- to I you. I think we know what we're playing in the break. Good luck to... <laughs> good luck to Israel playing rugby league in England. <laughs> yeah, because- it's obviously off to a rocky start. One of these things as well, what he, I don't think he's going to understand, right? Most of the rugby league clubs that he's going to play against the Super League are mm. based in the north of North, England. yeah. You're allowed to drink at the games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are, they're not shy of telling people what they think. Yeah. He is going to get absolutely <laughs> roasted by the fans. <laughs> he is not going to be able to cope. I'm telling you now. He hasn't done his research, you think? Ten to 20,000 drunk Yorkshiremen. Mm-hmm shouting against the, a, a noted homophobic playing for a French team in the north of England. Is he? you got to think it through. Uh, well, I mean, bring... I think it's clear he hasn't been thinking so well. <laughs> yes. He's not renowned. Um, perhaps Marie is going to bring netball to the south of France. I'm not sure. Was, uh, it's a, it's, I think it's a prominent game in France. Netball, I don't think they play no, at all. No, they're not involved in the World Cup at all. No. I wonder why that is. Uh, well, netball's mainly colonial, isn't it? It's mainly Commonwealth countries. France would not take I found, well, I found it interesting how the only sport that's sort of 
amongst our lot uh, for, the, for the French generally and um, obviously football's everyone mm. but is rugby union mm. and they beat England you see that well I was going to say rugby's back Rob rugby is back yeah uh, they did beat England England would have Abysmal. No they good. Were, I've only seen the first half, and they couldn't string passes together. Oh, yeah, Farrell. Right. He, he was terrible. Uh, Wales managed to scrape by Italy, 42-0. And Ireland only just snuck by Scotland. Scotland gave them a good game. In fact, mm. Scotland should have probably won. They were yeah, that right. side. Just couldn't get why, the ball. Why, why isn't Italy ever getting any better? <sighs> Mate, honestly, at Th- the They've end been of in the every game, World Cup. And the Six Nations, every year, they have not improved. Look at Argentina. Right. They've been in the... This is the 20th year they've been in the Six Nations, mm. right? They've played 50 away games. They've only won two. That's horrendous. And it are they both awful. Scotland? Uh, have Wales lost to them? I think they probably were both Scotland. Yeah. We've lost to them in, in Italy when we were pretty bad. You're right. They are not getting any better. No. Nah. In fact, I think they've regressed, Rob. <laughs> They've embraced the regression. Um, I, I genuinely said in the pub on Saturday night, it should probably go back to Five Nations, mm. or they need to relegate Italy and bring... It'll either be Georgia. Well, it probably would be Georgia at the minute, because they're mm. the probably the best second-tier side. They're probably better than Italy anyway at the minute, or on a par. But Georgia are going to have the same problem. Mm. They're not going to beat anyone for a long time. Nah. And there's also the thing, the thing about the Southern Hemisphere one, is that by bringing in Argentina, they got... Three continents to get across. Oh, it's massive. It's 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 crazy travel. Yeah, but it's Argentina is like a genuinely good side now, and have been for for a good well, uh, no. ten good decade. Yeah, no, they they definitely have progressed mm. uh, and become a decent team. But what have they embraced? They've embraced the progressiveness. Yeah. Um, or they've embraced the development, actually. But a lot of their players are based in Europe, and then they, they, I mean, they came back to play for Jaguares. Mm. I mean, that's the other thing as well. Super 12s. That kicked off. Oh, Super 12s. Super 15s kicked off on the weekend. Who knew? Oh, I knew, but it, I just don't want a bar of it. Why is it being played in January? Like, the cricket yeah. has got, they haven't even started the test against India yet. And you think about when the uh, international season is going to be. It's, well, I know we play, a, we have a month in July, but that's four months away. And then you you play, when's the uh, Four Nations, whatever it's called nowadays? No, I think it starts that's around in July. Yeah. No, no. Later, you reckon? Yeah, it's April. It's April, August, September. Yeah, maybe. So it's a long way away. It's a lot. Rugby is the season's too long. Way it too really long. Is. And and I've I've heard without doubt that the crowds are dwindling and people are. There's just so much of it. No one cares anymore. No. Uh, and you're going to. There's the no loyalty to the the franchises to the mm. the Blues and the Chiefs. You're not like right behind your team kind of thing. It doesn't feel like there's any grassroots attachment to it. Mm. Like the, I used to love the MPC. The I think the South Africans as well, who fund the Super 15s, I, I think they'll end up joining probably the Welsh League, Welsh Island, Scottish League. Mm. There's two teams in, from Italy in that league as well. They're no good. Mm. We'll see. It's interesting to see what happens with rugby. Mm. Obviously, they, they kicked out the kind of World Rugby League that they wanted to play over a two-year rotational mm. period. But uh, I agree with you from last week, though. Bring back the tours. Yeah. Bring back the tours so that, you know, the Melbourne Rebels can kick the crap out of the All Blacks. Mm. Certainly. That's yeah. uh, highly likely. Or if they tie, they can play a super over. Well, you're no good at that either, are you? Tim Savvy. One, one he had he had 17 to work with on one of them, went for 20. Last two balls went for six. <laughs> yeah. And the other one he had 13 to play with. I haven't seen that over. Yeah, he, uh, he went uh, four. They started four, four six, balls. didn't they? Four six of the first two balls. Yeah, right. Uh, nah, he's horrendous. Yeah, well, he's, uh, you can't be a front-line bowler and bowl 125Ks. No. It doesn't work. I don't know why they went uh, with him. 
to be honest. Ever since, oh, he's a, he's a captain. He went with himself. Oh, mm. okay. Kane Williamson well, playing. Oh, in the 2020s? Yeah. Because I see Kane Williamson's now injured. They've just he, named, yeah, he didn't play the last two 2020s. Mark Latham as captain. Tom Latham. Tom Latham. Yeah, he, he kept in the, he kept the, the last... leader of the Labour he, Party. He kept in the last... Oh, that guy is yeah. an absolute <laughs> moron. I think I'm the right guy? Yeah, 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 you are. He yeah. was a moron, yeah. Still yeah. is. Okay. I could have said Rod. Continued to be a moron. Oh, Barnaby Joyce missed out. That's a shame. We've been good to have him I back. I didn't even know he was still, <laughs> no, I just heard still this, in the game. <laughs> he, he was well out of it. He challenged for Deputy Prime Minister for leadership oh, today. Good on him. He lost. They were sure he was in, he too. clueless. So apart from doing nothing on the weekend, Rob, what did you get around to, to doing anything, really? I told you I, I was. I'm building, I built my uh, studio. studio. I had to go to Bunnings. Wow! Bunnings, I'm buying bits of wood. I get my wood all cut up, right sizes and measurements and nice. everything. Because I need to elevate this bookcase thing I got so I can put all the leads running behind. Got my monitor up nice and high. And then I've got to put my speakers. i still got to, they're quite expensive when I buy them. Right. And then I've got my desk here. I've got a little MIDI keyboard on the way. Yeah. Got my guitar rack. I've got a proper Turkish crimson colored mat Turkish to give it some, mat. Uh, some psychedelic, mat. psychedelic vibes. Uh, oh, it's mat. Persian. Turkish. Persian, that's right, yeah, Persian yeah, rug. Yeah. One or the other. Um, and um, actually, that was a bit rank, actually, because I bought that on Facebook Market, right? Uh, and and on the thing, like, polished all clean and new. Yeah. Then I turn up, and it's just some, like, Brunswick hipster, <laughs> and she owned, like, six cats. Oh, no. And where do you think they've been sleeping? It's just like, come on, it's mate. It's not just a sleeping. Give, give it a bit, of a, a bit of a clean or something. So, anyway, it's good as new now. It would be. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, tasty. it's fresh again. Anyway, it, it's coming together. It's a, it's a great room. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving uh, and it. don't you don't you worry. You're gonna get some uh, some stings coming here at, at the drop of the hat. I can I'll turn them out like that. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's gonna be great things ahead. Um, I went yeah. to the BMX World Cup. Sorry, what what did you do on the weekend? I went Beefy? to the BMX World Cup wow. in Shepparton, Rob. Brilliant. You said you're gonna do that. Yeah. And you followed through as per usual. Uh, yeah, went up, went up to. It's what, not what's often the news from Shepparton? It was bloody hot. Tell you what. It was hot. Wasn't hot in Melbourne. Forty-two. Was it? <laughs> it was forty-two in Japan. It was stinking. Oh, it was a great rainy afternoon in Melbourne. Apparently so. Yeah, I was loving it. Um, and then about two minutes after the they ran the final of the men, mm. a storm came in, and didn't it rain? Crikey! It rained hard and windy and everything. We got drenched on mm. the way from the track to the car, and then home. And then there was a. Tr- uh, a about half hour out of Shepparton, a tree had blown across the freeway. Oh, no. Were they were they soaring it up? They were soaring it up. Right yeah. in front of you? Right in front of us. Uh, you could have had it fall on you. If we were about 15 minutes earlier, probably, yeah. That's pretty quick to be able to get there and start cutting it up straight away. They were on the money, the old yeah. SES, Good straight in. Yeah. But um, it was really weird on the freeway because it was only like a, a probably a 100-meter stretch mm. where there was mayhem. So I reckon, I honestly think it was a... Uh, a little t- twister. A willy-willy, in the, they say in Australia. Like a, twi- a, a mini, twister. A mini tornado, yeah. Yeah, right. Must have been, because it was so isolated and so... In that one uh, patch. Yeah. That's right? pretty awesome. But Shepparton flooded, like, as we were trying to get out of there. They had so much what? rain in such a short period of time. It's crazy, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I enjoyed the BMX. It was quite good. More crazy mental weather. Mm. Well, you know what I'm sick of is that bloody mud rain. Oh, it makes oh, your car dirty. driving me nuts. Well, fortunately, i got undercover park at home. Mm. But one drive down the freeway, game over. That's no, crazy. Uh, I'm more like, I'll wash my car again. <laughs> Don't bother. Because and it's the, more the rain courtyard, on the we, we're, we're like mopping the courtyard. <sighs> 
outdoor oh. courtyard using a mop. How's your big table How, going? These problems, I tell you. Yeah, first these, these, are, these are real. It's a real struggle out there, Beefy. Well, I, don't, I don't know if you know how hard it is uh, sometimes. No, I just don't. I, you don't. I just go with it. Uh, vegan news, Rob. If we had a sting, vegan I would have played Vegan news. Yeah. As a follow-up to the story we ran uh, in a couple of weeks ago in Vegan News, yeah. uh, Burger King says it never promised impossible Whoppers were vegan. Really? Never said Misleading. it was. Misleading. False leak. It was breaking news here at 365 Days of Sport. They just said it's suitable for vegetarians or something. Or no, they didn't even say it. Meat-free burgers, that's all they said. So they never for once... I mean, because there wasn't the complaint that they were cooking it on the same grill as the meat grill. Well, this is it. It wasn't a segregated vegan grill. Burger King is defending itself against a class action lawsuit over its Impossible Whopper. What do we call them here? We don't call them Impossible Whoppers. We call them... Uh, it's called a Whopper, though. Yeah, no, they've got the plant-based ones called uh, something else. Yeah. Uh, arguing it never advertised a popular meatless item as vegan or promised to cook them any particular way. Yep. The burger chain's currently uh, in a legal battle against a vegan customer who is oh, suing God the sake. company for cooking the plant-based patties on the same grills as meat burgers. Is this, is this in, in America? Of course it's in America, Rob. In a court filing, Burger King said the lawsuit should be thrown out because plaintiff Philip Williams, could be in Wales, should have asked how impossible Whoppers were cooked before ordering. Williams says his impossible Whopper was coated in meat byproducts after purchasing the burger oh, at an Atlanta drive through He and vegans all over the country became outraged. They became oh, outraged, Rob! God. Because they cooked on the same grill! Outraged! Now, see, this, this is the thing, Beefy. I mean, we, we, we joke and we jest we with do. our whole embrace the progressiveness thing. But the truth is the underlying subtext of women, whenever we say that, is that this is the sort of crap that needs to die. I hope the judge does throw it out. Can he, can he do that? Yes, can, of course he can. Like, Frivolous, just, they call and, it and actually put him in jail for a week. <laughs> Just to teach him to just stop. Is you got nothing better to do? Like this is the thing about. I don't know if I've already said this. Probably, but have. with progressive movements, things used to be not very good. Now everything is basically actually pretty good. There's still things to fix. There always oh, is. Yeah, always is. But things are pretty good. So that's why all the demands are becoming increasingly more petty because all the major problems, for example, if you take racism in the United States, for example, obviously in the 1800s, they were being hanged just for fun. Not very good at all. Then they got actually after the Civil War started to actually go into Parliament and then they were driven out again about 1900. And then so they suffered another 30, 40 years of severe oppression for the 50s. In fact, and it wasn't until the 60s, obviously, civil rights came in and they said enough's enough. And and it's been some pretty good progress in regard for the next 50 years. Mm. But today, you would have people speak on this issue uh, and, and they would say... And would, be heard. Uh, and, and be heard. And they would act as if nothing has changed. And it's it's not quite right. No. There's still work to be done, by the There's way. There's always work to be done. That's exactly right. But just, we don't need to be complaining about vegan patties <laughs> on the same a bit grill of... as a piece of meat. How can yeah. you, you, I'm trying, that's what I was trying to give some perspective. Right. This... People used to be killed unjustifiably. Now you're talking about a fake meat patty next to a real meat patty. Are you not happy about it? No, because this clan Williams assumed that an impossible whopper would satisfy his own particularly strict form of veganism solely because he asked a Burger King restaurant employee some 
some clown, some muppet with no qualifications whatsoever, clearly, to hold the mayo. How does that tell you he's a vegan? So, uh, Birking says, this claim has no basis. What's more, the company said the clown Williams would have known how the Impossible Whopper was prepared had he done the smallest amount of investigation on its website or by reading media reports. Mm. Clown Williams claims that Burger King's menu makes no disclosures on its menu, that the patty cooking method would result in meat byproducts on the burger. However, the fast food chain did previously disclose that the, in brackets, not entirely vegan burger, would be made in an open kitchen environment and provide an asterisk on the product's official launch page warning consumers of its cooking methods. Burger King also confirmed that the vegan or vegetarian guests can request their patties be prepared in an oven instead of in the shared broiler. Here's the crunch. Williams is seeking damages. Ah. And requesting Burger King cook the Impossible Whopper on an entirely different grill. He's seeking damages, Rob, because he's mentally in pain and anguish. I would. Uh, I want the judge to fine him at least. At least fine him for the court costs court and cost wasting frivolous. everyone's time. Exactly right. Exactly. And if you if if if, right. the, if you can rule on this, is so, is he allowed to be just some someone a, a well strongly built person gets one free punch in his face? <laughs> Yes. Can that be a ruling? Definitely. Just one punch, and then on your way. In fact, give him the option, either the fine or the punch. I'd take the punch, definitely. Let's mm. not get too extreme, isn't it? It's not, it's, it's I'm not just the, trying to think. It's, it's, it's hypothetical. punishment for being a vegetable. Uh, well, that's vegetable. not... That, that would that'd be corporal punishment. Pretty severe corporal punishment. Not, not some Capital punishment is death. Well, that's basically what you're saying. Everyone gets no, a punch. No, no, I'm guy. saying one person oh, gets one, person gets one gets punch. punch him. Oh, okay. A one one oh, punch. Well, worth it then. Definitely worth oh, it, yeah. yeah. But you just got to take it, though. I mean, if he, if he knows where to get you, broken jaw or easy. All right. That's what, it's, it's a gamble. Okay. All right. Big boxing match coming up soon, Rob. I was just watching Facebook Market. Like, this, they're quite addictive. This. Have, you, have you had a go on it? No. You, there's so much stuff to buy. Rob, I'm unemployed. And there's so much free stuff. I'm unemployed. There's to go to the free section. Oh, the free section. The free section. What, what free endless... stuff is available around well, Melbourne? let's just have a quick look at yeah. the old free stuff on Facebook Market. You can get an August Forster piano. Wow. You can get a free six-seater table. Fairly grand-looking. Fan- yeah. good for looking. free? For free. Just take away wow. stuff. You can get some bricks. You can get a, a, an, a, an ironing board. Somebody, there's, a, there's a toddler swimming pool. Somebody nick the, washing seat, machine. the seat and the seat post off my bike. I need a bike seat. A bike and seat. Post. I'm going to look free, it up. Any free bikes on there, Rob? Well, I need since a when bike. are you riding bikes Mate, anyway? I'm training for the Penny Farthing World oh, Championships. I need a bike. Of course, of course. Have you, have you found any way in which you can try one out yet? No. Have you have you looked into it? No. What's your plan? Just to try and get fit first by relearning how to ride a bike. Okay. It's just like riding a bike, Rob, apparently. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Anyway. That's a brilliant analogy. Tyson Fury, whilst you're looking for a bike for me for free, Tyson Fury claimed he will dip his hands in petrol for five minutes a day to toughen up his knuckles before he rematches Deontay Wilder. How how does that go with his seven jack-offs a day in between? Well, leading up to the fight, Fury said he would masturbate seven times a day to keep testosterone pumping before sharing the ring with Wilder this month. But in his latest reveal, the six-foot-nine traveller said he will soak his hands in petrol uh, after seeking 
of the advice of veteran gypsy boxer Joe Joyce. Fury said, I was, I was speaking to an old legendary bare-knuckle fighter from the travelling community. He's called Big Joe Joyce. He told me about dipping his hands in petrol to toughen them up. So for this fight, I'll be dipping my hands in petrol for five minutes a day during the last three or four this weeks. This all sounds a bit excessive camp. for me. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, Wilder, the bronze bomber, slammed his opponent for having pillows as fists. How long until this fight now? Uh, February 22nd, so a couple of weeks. Not that far away at all. Not far away. February just flies by, doesn't it, Beefy? Oh, it's short. News from late... Uh, I'm fairly certain it's the shortest month. <laughs> okay. Depends how much you sleep for. Late and Orient's Goal of the Month competition sums up their season so far. Uh, they tweeted out a highlight package of the three goals that they scored in the whole of January. Uh, three. <laughs> three goals, alongside the caption, but just wait for it. It's time to select your Goal of the Month for January 2020. Two of the goals were penalties... And the other, oh. were, and the other goal was a last-minute own goal. <laughs> a total of 238 fans voted on Twitter, and the own goal, which was credited to Orient's rule solitaire Soterio, and that was against Newport County, by the way, as well. Uh, one was 78% of the vote. Uh, Andrew Wilkins tw- tweeted, "Who's at Wilco 300?" If you uh, really yeah. know, two penalties and own goal. How poor were we in January? How, how many goals against? Does it say uh, that? No, it doesn't, actually. They're, I they're reckon, reckon they will be 50. Orient. In January, they only play about five games, I reckon. Okay, well, then it will be... Probably it'll, six or it'll seven. Be, it'll be about... No, nah, 38. Okay. What other news have I got here? Ah, oh, this is brilliant. Um, hundreds of fans came to cheer on the referees at the uh, Vancouver Canucks game in New York this week. Well, most fans arrived to Barclays... Vancouver Canu- Canucks. Canucks. Is that hockey? Ice hockey. Ice yep. hockey, yeah. Uh, well, most fans arrived at the Barclays Centre in Brooklyn to cheer on the New York Islanders or the visiting Vancouver Canucks. Hundreds of people were cheering for another team, wearing black and white striped shirts that came to cheer on the referees and the linesmen. The group was there to celebrate Referee Appreciation Night, Rob. Right. An annual event now in its fourth year. The group describes themselves as a bunch of strangers, in brackets, soon to be best friends. Going to a hockey game dressed as referees and cheering for the refs. And only the refs. They're hoping to promote a pro-sportsmanship agenda worldwide. The group started with 27 fans at the inaugural event in 2017, but has grown considerably since then. And the goal for 2020 was to get over 600 fans to celebrate the refs. It looked like a fun party as the group cheered every penalty, every offside, icing, and really any time those glorious zebras blew their whistles. i got some audio, actually, Rob. We got extra help for the officials. In this game, there's the entire two sections of their officials. And they've been cheering every icing, every offside. They're having a hoot. In a 3 2 hockey game, Canucks leading and now down to 4 on 4 for the next couple of minutes. So it genuinely happened. This isn't even made up. Referee has got to be the most thankless task. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It, is. I mean, you've obviously been there. <laughs> yeah. But I like your approach. Play on. Just get on with it. That's Play it. on. Uh, apparently, they, were, they chanted for a good five minutes, let's go refs. <laughs> yeah. That would have been annoying, I reckon. Yeah. But uh, referee appreciation night. I think only once have I had to referee like a rugby match or something. You have no idea how hard it is. Oh. For one, I, all of a sudden you realise that I don't actually know the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you know all those ruck and mauling rules and all that crap? Oh. I, I don't know the rules. It's, it, it, just, it, does, it doesn't look right. You go, oh! I genuinely think rugby refereeing has got to be the hardest. Yeah. It's got to be. It's so technical. It's ridiculous. Mm. This is one of the, uh, the one of the questions on a tiebreaker on family fortunes in the States this week. Mm-hmm. Alright. Real simple. There's one question. Only one answer. Whoever gets it, they're playing for $10,000. That's it. Whoever guesses this wins the game. Here we go. Name Popeye's favorite food. Chicken! 
Oh, that's incorrect. <laughs> so sure she was. She was sure. Spin it, Sherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly wrong, Rob. But uh, yeah, so that what's was the name of Pop- Popeye's girlfriend? Olive oil. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's the name of the baddie? Oh, that's me. Bluto or Bluto? Brutus? Bluto. I Bluto. think he was um, two different names in across the world. Bru- Bluto or Brutus? Really? Yeah, I think he changed his name. Always like... Bluto for me. Yeah. Robin Williams that. played Popeye, didn't he, in the old school Disney movie? Oh, yeah, he did. With the big fake forearms? Yeah. Forgot about that. That's a good pickup. Hi, I'm Jeff Fennick, and this is 365 Days of Sport. If you want to go on a sports tour experience, who are you going to choose? Sportsnet Holidays Beefy, Australia's number one provider of sports travel. They offer travel packages and tours to over 50 of the world's biggest sporting events. Sportsnet takes the stress out of organising travel to those bucket list events. So whether it's the Australian Open Tennis or the Isle of Man TT, Sportsnet will ensure you have the adventure of a lifetime. Make sure if you're going on a holiday to a sporting event, go through Sportsnet Holidays. Give them a call on 1300 888 It's 1-300-888-858. com. Turn that dream sport trip into a reality. Uh, it was the Super Bowl it yesterday. It was yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Big comeback. I didn't even know the 49ers were in. They probably should have won it, really. Yeah, well, 20, 20 to 10 last I saw. and then With I s- 11 minutes saw, to go. Saw the end and it was a big um, smashing. But uh, there was a basketball game where I can't even remember who was up, but uh, this commentator, he was not happy. And a, and a timeout here from Jim Boylan. What are you doing? I've known Jim a lot. Like, what, seriously, like, what strategy are you talking? It's Down a 25, 25 point blowout. Yeah. There's a minute four left. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I want to get out of here. <laughs> First of all, I didn't te- want overtime. What strategic moments. adjustment are you making Teachable stuck moments, 25? Jack. Come on, man. This is just, that's, you know, that's, look, come on. Really? Do you really need to run yeah, a play here? With 20. A- yeah, not happy at all. Wasn't happy at all. Although, uh, probably having a better day than uh, this news reporter. A comeback for the ages in Super Bowl 54, and the Kansas City Chiefs are champions, shocking the San Francisco Giants 31-20 in Miami. Mm. Yeah, what a comeback it was from behind. Uh, it's a baseball team. Two issues there. Mm. Obviously, Kansas City Chiefs beat a baseball team in the Super Bowl. And uh, I'm just going to replay the very la- You may not have got this at the uh, at the last second, Rob, but uh, here's about stating the obvious. Comeback it was from behind. Mm, come back from behind. Come back from behind. Mm. Uh, if you That's, come back, I'm not going to pick on that. You just want to stop it at comeback. Well, no, come back from behind. Well, yeah, what a comeback! Well, you say, it it could have been a comeback, you know, from behind. Well, if you well, come well, back you know. from in front. You, it, that's embracing the regressive. Yeah, coming back yeah, from so in front. it could be a very interesting one for sure. Yeah. They, they had a go. Poor old Trumpy Wumpy. He can't get anything right. He just <laughs> he did a tweet out. It's a tough one, though. That one saying very tough indeed. He's just yeah. saying, it, basically, it was all positive. Well wishing, great victory for uh, Kansas City, City Chiefs. And was the, Chiefs? Yeah, yeah. And the state of and Kansas, the state of said. Kansas, he said, and apparently it's in Missouri. Kansas City. Well, Kansas City splits. Well, this, this is is it on the border, sort of. It thing. is. It's right on the border. Yeah. And look, it is Missouri's team, but. I'm assuming as well it is Kansas's team as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you live in Kansas... Oh, for sure. And that it actually pissed me off because it was some ABC yeah. twat that presented that and she had this smirk on her face of like... Of course. Like, 
I, I didn't know where it was. I didn't I didn't know it was but I didn't know it was like just over the border. So it's sort of like uh Memphis, which is on yeah, three it's on three state. Yeah. Okay. It's like uh Minneapolis St. Paul. You mm-hmm. don't know which city you're in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it is literally right on the border. So uh yeah, it's no it's not the best. It's uh but I'll accept that literally. Thanks, Rob. No problem at all. <laughs> um Mate, I'm going to do this for the first time in a while, just off the back of the Super Bowl. You're a world-class athlete, so why, oh, why did you have to go and eat all those pies? Who's who's the culprit on this occasion? Well, let's do this first. Mm. Rescued owl found to be too obese to fly. Oh, no. Animal rescuers in the UK said... How does an owl get so fat? Well, animal rescuers in the UK said an owl found stranded in a ditch was initially feared to be injured, but turned out to be merely too fat Fat. to fly. A fat owl. The Suffolk Owl Sanctuary said a member of the public reported spotting a possibly injured owl stranded in a ditch, but rescuers took the female bird for an examination and discovered she wasn't injured. Just fat. Just fat. Sanctuary said the owl, who they named Plump, weighed about 8.6 ounces, which is about a third heavier than the average weight for a healthy female Mm -hmm. of her species. Officials said they initially suspected Plump may have lived in captivity or received food from humans, Mm. but her eating habits at the sanctuary showed she prefers the dark mice she would feast on in the wild, Mm. indicating her weight is an unusual case of natural obesity. It's like just a prolific hunter. Just a prolific hunter and loves the taste of black mice. Loves a good feed. Yeah. It's like gluttons at it right out. Yeah. Run there. The area that Plumped lived in, it has uh, an unusually high population of mice and voles. Mm-hmm. Plump was put on a two-week diet, lost nearly one and a half ounces, enough to allow her to be released back into the wild. That's quite quite amazing. I guess because they're, they're built a certain way, their evolution, you know, they're supposed to really just stand on branches, aren't they? They do a bit of flying else. But on the whole, they're not really built with the, their their legs are skinny legs, aren't they, Beef? Well, they mainly so just they're, they're not they're not going to be things. able to, if obesity occurs by a mere one and a half ounce we just discovered, that's enough to send it tumbling into a ditch, well, unable or, to sit up or again. Or not get off the ground. Mm-hmm. From a standing start. Which, uh, it's a sitting duck. <laughs> so to speak. Mm. Love it. That's good, Rob. Well done. Figuratively. Anyway, uh, who ate all the pies? Not literally. No, figuratively that time. Yeah. Who ate all the pies? I'm going to go for Mike Pennell, mm-hmm. the new Super Bowl champion with the Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl captain. No, champion. 155 kilos and he's only six foot three. Oh, that's 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 over. That's too much. Yeah. Um, but he's got a backstory, so that's why I've picked on him. Panel's path to the Super Bowl has been anything but straightforward. Uh, diagnosed at two years old with a rare, rare form of cancer called Wilms tumor that affected both of his kidneys. But he was a bit of a uh, bit of a uh, problematic child. Uh, the massive defensive tackle who uh, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs picked up in October after being cut by New England didn't take classes seriously enough in high school and had to go to junior college. He clashed with his coaches at Arizona State was thrown off the team after social media faux pas. Once he got his NFL chance, he was then cut by Green Bay after two league suspensions because he was on the gear, Rob. Oh. Twice. So double once whammy. More, once more and he's gone. Um, For life. Yeah, I, don't, I think if you have three, you, it's all over. Well, avoid that one. Yeah. How, how, long, how old is he? Um, I think he's 28. So he's got about... How long has his career got Yeah, left probably in? three or four years. Three or four years. Yeah, so no might. no more coked up benders for three or four years. Just hold out and then you'll have lots of money. Yeah. As soon as you finish, just go for it. Nothing to stop you then. Go yeah. to Vegas. Well, that's why a lot of them get uh, bankrupt in the first two years after they retire. Yeah. Just go for yeah. one of those Wayne Carey style benders. <laughs> yeah, so he's... I love Wayne, Wayne Carey. They asked him, why, why did you take cocaine? He said, because it meant I could drink for longer. <laughs> 
Oh, mm. good old Wayne. So there we go. This is all about strategy. Long live the king. Keep the bender running. Keep it rolling. He got kicked off the team at Arizona State because after he got benched by Todd Graham, the coach, he took to Twitter and popped off about his benching, which seemed to be the last draw, and then uh, they sacked him. I was just young and passionate and didn't know how to handle it. I can laugh about it now, but it wasn't a laughing matter then. Panel then dropped down to Division 2, Colorado State Pueblo, which uh, has never, ever produced an NFL player. He was a virtual unknown coming into camp with the Packers in 2014, made the team, saw his role grow, but then uh, he got done for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. Mm. So he went and played for the New York Jets for a couple of seasons. They didn't get retained. Then he signed a two-year deal with the Patriots, and they cut him after three preseason games. How are the Jets going these days? Oh, they're awful. Terrible. Yeah, but, they're aren't, they, aren't they constantly always paid out rubbish? Yes. They should improve. They signed that Le'Veon Bell. They wear uh, Cambridge green, don't they? Well, they do. Good yeah. call, Rob. Uh, so then uh, the Chiefs picked him up in October, and uh, he started both playoff games and obviously played in the Super Bowl yesterday. It's been crazy and surreal. I'm waking up and it still feels like I'm in a dream, but I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Anything is possible. I had goals of being in the position, and I still have other goals to conquer, but this is a dream come true. Mm. Gosh, yeah. he's, he sounds like he's full of life. Oh, he is now. Yeah. He's picked up a massive Super Bowl winning bonus, clearly. <sighs> we a good thing to win the Super Bowl. We probably have a good bit of a party. Oh, How man. long do you reckon you party for? Oh, I would still be the, partying. The whole... I mean, they only play 13 games. Uh, 16. 16 games. What's so three, that's a long off-season, man. It like, is long. It's I mean, a massively long off-season. So they have six months off? Yeah. Man. And that's dangerous. Because you get all that money, and then you got six months to just do nothing. You don't, you don't have to do anything. I think they don't have to report to training camp and it's the, the you don't even have to be that fit no you have to be it's it's explosive all about, strength that's right um i think they made a rule you if you're a veteran player you've played a few seasons you don't have to report back to the club till july 1st jesus i'm pretty sure there's off season out of season training programs but they're they're, they're not compulsory no but if you turn Just up if you want the problem is if you turn up out of shape mm. you don't get paid you get paid per game in the nfl so if you sign a say a 16 million dollar contract mm. and you play 16 games you get mm. paid 16 million you're on a million a game yeah but if you don't play you don't get paid. So injuries, there's no money. That's why they build in these guaranteed Ah, oh, so that's what they're on about in that Jerry Maguire. Probably, yeah, guaranteed money. Yeah. So if you do get injured or you don't play, you still get that amount of money. But punters, kickers, journeymen, like Surely this guy, there's some sort of sick, li- sick leave. Yeah, well, uh, generally not, unless you have what they call guaranteed money. Just like, just like if, you, if you're injured... You only get fifty grand. I'm sure, there's something. Just insurance. a measly fifty grand Got insurance there, Rob. Okay. Yeah, that um, would be a high premium on that one. How's your planking going, Rob? Planking. Yeah. Uh, used I, to be quite a good planker. Yeah, probably not so good. But I'm always pretty good, regardless. But but no, well, not so good at the moment. I'd say I, I always do two minutes easy. Oh, okay. Yeah, what but I, I did four minutes twenty odd one time. Okay, I thought you did a lot more than that. That's actually quite a long time. Is it? What about this guy? A sixty-year-old, a sixty-two-year-old mm. fitness enthusiast yeah. said he will make one last attempt at retaking the Guinness World Record for longest abdominal plank. I'm going to guess it's about. 26 hours. George Hood's four-hour, one-minute record for the longest male abdominal plank mm. was broken in 2016 by Mao Weidong, mm. who held the position for eight hours, one minute. Wow. Hood said he unofficially broke the record with a 10-hour, 10-minute plank in Napierville in 2018, but the attempt was not recognized by Giss. Bit rough. Why not? Don't know. He said he will 
attempt to take the record one last time. A Guinness adjudicator will this time be on hand to verify whether Hood breaks the record. Well, imagine doing that for 10 hours. 10 hours, 10 minutes he wants to do. Why don't you just do it for 8 hours, 2 minutes? Nobody's going to break that. I would rather do a whole 6 months again than do that 10 hours. Right. Easily. Me too. I've got better things to do in 10 hours. What What would you want to do that for? Uh, the world record, Rob, I reckon. But it's, it's not. And it doesn't matter, though. No, it clearly doesn't matter. Um, we were talking about Super Bowl in Kansas City. Has he, got, has he got any good jokes, that guy? Is he going to make you laugh? Not at 62. No, nah, not, not a guy who wants to do a 10-hour plank. That's not a funny guy. No. Unless it's like, well, the joke's on him, isn't it? Not really. Why? What, what is, is it? Did he get any money? No. Nothing. He's raising money, Rob, for mental health. Oh, that's Good on right. him. Okay. Uh, I'll we... let him off on that yeah, basis. Should we do this? So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear a bomb because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! Expect to hear more gold like that in the coming weeks while Rob gets his studio going and the stings just keep coming. Look out. Kansas City Chiefs, the band is called, uh, I think they're called Yes You Are, weirdly enough. I thought I'd go with the Kansas City Chiefs mm. song for 2020 because they've won the Super Bowl. Is it? Is it a new song? It was this season, but the, the strange thing was they did near enough exactly the same last season and they've just updated it for this year. Okay, and you reckon this is something to abuse and salt? This is a proper qualifier for Worst Song in the World. This is a proper qualifier for Worst Song in the World. Right. Very Scott Stapp. Bit Tom Petty-ish. No. Yeah. 80s Tom Petty. She's kingdom. Oh. Oh, no. This is terrible. Yes. Coach Reed, Travis, Kelsey, Tabby, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, Patrick Mahomes, United, under one goal, no stopping us, gonna win the Super Bowl, Coach Reed, Travis, Kelsey, Tabby, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> this makes Marlins will soar, like gold. Oh, Marlins will soar, right? Everybody making plays and it's got a rap in it, Rob. Oh. I've been looking forward to it since I was a child. Now it's first in the AFC, next on the front page. New world champions falling on the big stage. And when they feel it shaking the ground, you can tell them it's the sound of a kingdom coming. Chiefs kingdom, arrowhead pride. Let's go, baby, competition terrified. What's Oh. 
single week. You feel it the moment you step in the stadium, and uh, it's, it's an honor to play in front of these fans. Chiefs Kingdom, Arrowhead Pride. Let's go, baby, competition terrified. Coach Reed, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, Patrick Mahomes United. Under one goal, no stopping us, gonna win the Super Bowl. Well, I'll tell you one thing's for sure, Beefy. If yes. you want to cut the celebration short from Super Bowl, I'll put a crap on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I guarantee you right. the lyrics were written in one go. Oh, they, yeah. They, there was no back and forth. Does this fit? Does that fit? Is this a good idea? Someone just wrote the first thing that came in there, popped in their mind, that they stuck with it. It doesn't mm. even make sense. I guarantee that somebody wrote, oh, Chris Jones, Patrick Mahomes. That rhymes. Yeah. Let's go with that and then fit everything in around it. Oh. This is uh, this is the bio of Yes You Are's How page. How do you get away with that stuff? Uh, I mean, you'd, you'd be laughing all the way to the bank with that crap. Well, unbelievably, you've probably already heard Yes You Are as their song HGX debuted on Pepsi Super Bowl 51 commercial and has played over 15,000 times since all over the world. The song was featured in the hit movie Bad Moms as well as FX's That's Tyrant. actually a good... Oh, no, no, no. I'm mixed up. Wrong. Okay. Wrong. And wrong MTV film. Scream. Apparently they play Black Pop. What do you mean, black pop? That's what it says. Uh, um, pop, but they're black people. We play black pop, why, why, says Kiana. Why Arias. do you have to specify the race? Why don't you just say you play pop? Is black pop different from pop rock? No. No, you're right there. It's a very broad genre. Says, By that definition, Taylor Swift plays white pop. She does. It's not many black country stars, is there? I mean, look, if you want to embrace the progressiveness and inclusiveness, just stop defining everything by your own race all the time. Exactly right. She says, oh. uh, we hear gospel choirs, synth, colour, dance, That was just so annoying to listen. Every word was so annoying. You'll just ruin, if I, ever, if I was in that team and they came out and they started playing that, I would, I would honestly shut it down. I, <laughs> it, 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 if they, were, if they pulled a stage up with a PA and all that, I don't know if you've ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, but there's a clip where they're at Ted Danson's house. Oh, And really? as a present to Ted Danson, some of their friend's daughter sings, You're just too good to be oh, true. Really? Can't take my... And she's goes, and she sucks. She's real bad. Oh, right, yeah. And so after one verse, Larry's going, Oh, this is terrible, is it? And, and he like, she has only done two verses and he claps her off and goes, That was good. And he yeah. pushes her off the side. <laughs> That's what I would do to that band. Right. I'd walk on stage and go, Thanks. Thanks very much. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up now. Up the first All right, that's, that was fun. Um, obviously, they're from Kansas City. Their record label is unsigned and looking, obviously. But yeah, they're uh, that's yes, you are. We're we're just appealing to the Kansas. That's that's the name of the song or the no, band. No, that's the band. Yes, you are. That's what they're called. Well, I'm afraid. Yes, you aren't. The influences are Bob Dylan, Robert Hunter, Robert Johnson, and Elvis. What? That's their influences. Bob Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. It, oh, yeah. We listen, got... listen to the lyrics. <laughs> Dylan-esque. Dylan's all over that. It's oh, all over it. God. I thought you liked that, Rob. That's what Worst Song was designed to do, wasn't it? That's a genuine Worst... I mean, that's that's a party ruiner. It is a party what, ruiner. What an abortion that is. Oh, hello. All right, well... Uh, abolition, maybe. Abolition. I, that's better. <laughs> yeah. Abolition. 
God, you're going to get shut down, Rob. Don't you say abortion. You can say it. You can say whatever you abort like. Abort mission. Abort mission. I like that even better. Yeah. Abort mission on Yes, You Are. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Yes, Toddy. How good is Toddy, Rob? Outstanding. It's a it's a perfect time for Toddy coming. I think 20 minutes to go. It's, it's exciting times when you hear that voice. It's always is there something time. exciting coming up? BC? Definitely is something exciting. Now we've <laughs> continuing continuing our 2020 tradition of actually getting somebody on the show. What? What's going on? What's going on? Well, this is a man after our own hearts because uh, we try to do 365 different sports in 365 days, Rob. Mm, tried. Try. We did try. Now, this man, David DeLupa, out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, what, he set himself a challenge. He's a basketball fan. He wanted to go to 30 NBA games in 30 days, but also get himself on the Jumbotron in the stadium at every one of those games. That's really the particularly hard part, isn't it? That was the particularly hard part. It's not like us that we turned up to Atlanta Hawks and they sent the TV crew in to uh, put us on the big screen. They certainly did. Corporate box and all. So we welcome to 365 Days of Sport, Mr. David DeLuper, who has, I can tell you for now, he has done this 30 for 30 in 30. Dave, welcome to 365 Days of Sport. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> all right, all right, it's all right. Our pleasure. Our pleasure, absolute pleasure. 30 from 30, that's that's a, that's a that's a 100% strike rate. You nailed it. Yes, it was. Um, it was literally day by day. I so I, I went with my friend Colin Kerrigan, and he was kind of filming me throughout. And and literally, we just took it twenty four hours at a time. I don't know how you guys try to do a three hundred sixty five. For me, like it thirty was plenty. I'll tell you that. Now, were you kind of looking at the schedules, working out if you could do thirty and thirty, or and and the schedule just fell right, or you know, was it taking a long time in the planning so that schedule would fall right? Yeah, so it took about two weeks to actually finalize the schedule. The biggest thing was I needed to figure out a way to try to be logistically friendly so that I can drive because driving saved a lot of money compared to flying. Mm-hmm. So when you fly, you have to do all the Ubers and, and all that and, and driving you can if you need to sleep in your car. So for me, the biggest thing was finding patches where I could drive. So like in the Northeast, I drove to four games. And then when I went to the Midwest, to Chicago, Detroit, Indiana, Toronto, I was able to drive for about eight days in a row. So mm-hmm. finding a schedule like that was really, really important. I started in August uh, when the NBA schedule released, and then it, you know I, I started the trip in December. So it took about two weeks to plan, and then I had another five months of prep to buy the costume. They did dress up for each game. Yeah, I read that. Obviously, to get on the Jumbotron, you made yourself, you actually dressed up in either fancy dress or a costume that suited the home team just to draw the cameraman's eye. Yeah, uh, some people thought it was a cheat code, but for me, it was just part of my strategy, and uh, it worked. So, you know, <laughs> there's this beauty in it. Now, there was one game where you nearly broke the streak, and that was quite early on. You only got on the uh, on the screen with a couple of minutes to go in the game. Yeah, so the, the second game, actually, in Brooklyn, I got on last time out with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and I, I was sweating. I was so <laughs> nervous. I, I was all over the place, and I was wearing a hot dog costume, so I thought yeah. it was going to be a lock. Brooklyn, Coney Island, mm-hmm. uh, every year they have the famous Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Oh, but yes, we do know luckily, about that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's a world phenomenon. So I thought it was you know, going to be an easy lock. But, and that was day two that 
you know, barely got on. Mm. So that was uh, a little bit of a shaky start. And I definitely, I don't want to say I was freaking out, but I definitely was nervous for the remaining games. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Dave, I, I felt with our trip, when it was very important to not ex- just excel at uh, being a, a fierce spectator at uh, various sporting events, but also your evening behavior, you should be tearing it up properly, having some good solid late nights in there and, and, and making a proper fool of yourself. Did you manage to do that as well? Yeah, there, there was a, uh, let's put it like this, I definitely had people laughing at me walking through the arenas wearing these costumes. For me, it, it was it was fun, but there were some odd looks from older people, especially, you know. Mm-hmm. There were some people in their 60s and 70s that, that gave me some, some odd looks. And then uh, we ended up going out a few nights as well, just kind of enjoying the cities, because that was part of it too. Uh, and actually watching the game, seeing the cities, and experiencing the culture. So we, uh, we definitely had a good time. We're very, very tired at the end, though. And d- did you sleep in your car a few times? Uh, we ended up finding a place to sleep every night. But there was times when we'd sleep in our car for like four or five hours early in the morning or whatnot. So we we took naps in our car, to say the least. But we ended up finding a friend or friend's parent to stay with each time. So, Dave, obviously this is, you, you said about your mates coming with you and getting the evidence for this. Is there going to be a little documentary? Is it going to be on ESPN 30 for 30? Are they going to do something with it? So we pitched ESPN 30 for 30 and they politely declined. Uh, so it right now will not be on ESPN 30 for 30. Biggest thing was we just wanted to be able to, you know, show people kind of the hardships because, you know, when we posted on social media, it was always a win just because we went 30 for 30, but they didn't see kind of the behind the scenes taking red eyes, any of that. <laughs> so their plans to be a short. Uh, right now, we're just kind of saving up to see what we can do uh, and how we can finance it just because it definitely, to, to edit all the footage is going to take a, a little bit of money. So we're working on figuring out next steps and seeing if we can get somebody to finance it or, or whatnot. So oh, You need a video editor, do you? Experienced one who's <laughs> someone who might have like, traveled through days of sport or something like that. <laughs> Uh, we, we could work something out. We I'll, I'll, this, for sure. I'll send you my showreel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. That would be great. We're here looking, I'll tell you All that. Right. Yeah. Wheeling and dealing on the show. <laughs> Dave, is the next step now, uh, obviously, baseball, uh, 30 for 30 and 30, and then uh, Major League Soccer, which is about uh, 24 for 24 and 24, and uh, NFL, which is really boring, but uh, you're never going to do 32 for 32 and 32. Correct. I uh, I'd love to try WNBA or the NHL. Um, so that would be that would be a dream. Was there any point during it when you're sitting there and you're actually like so exhausted you think, oh no, nah, I might just go home now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, every day was, uh, <laughs> it was, tough. It was every it was day. <laughs> yeah, every day. With 30 days, it was literally like Groundhog Day. So, literally, so it was just we wake up, we see how much time, like how, how much do we have to drive, do we have to fly. <laughs> then it was like a countdown until game time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so every day was mentally and physically exhausting. And mm. until I got on the Jumbotron, I couldn't relax. Right. You know, just because... Oh, that, that I, was I, really I, the key. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where the pressure is. There's the Jumbotron, of course. It's not just merely going... You oh, got so, yeah. Every time there's that goal to kick. Yeah, stressful situation. Yeah, for me, it, it was just once... You know, there'd be some games I wouldn't even really fully be able to watch the game until I got on the Jumbotron. But I got on the Jumbotron in the first quarter. That was a dream because then I just, you know, relaxed, enjoyed the game and had a beer. So when me and Rob were driving around the States, because we spent a lot of time in the States doing 365 Days of Sport, we set ourselves a goal of trying 
trying not to have the same fast food twice. So we we went, you know, we did Taco Bell, McDonald's, uh, Burger King, In-N-Out Burger. We tried to collect the whole set. We had a lot of Taco Bell and a lot of McDonald's and a lot of Starbucks. Okay. We, we had a lot of those three. Taco Bell, we would have usually late night Starbucks almost every morning just because we, it was just, it's not great coffee, but it's just consistent and it's hot and you just know what you're getting. So we would have like, you know, the dollar, two dollar coffees from there. And McDonald's would have, they have one dollar coffees as well. And mm. I love their cheeseburgers. I, you know, I absolutely love them. So, so how, how is the, so, uh, how's the waistline upon return? Oh, yeah, it's a lot better now. Uh, <laughs> being on the road and eating healthy is, is not ideal for anybody. Mm. So being, I, I did a, a detox when I returned, <laughs> which is good. See, the other thing I've just, you, you've just pointed out to me, and I didn't, didn't quite twig in there uh, when you first started, is obviously you were up in the northeast right in the middle of winter as well, so it would have been pretty cold. Oh, it was really, really cold, and we just got lucky that we didn't hit any snowstorms biggest thing is that was just something where we were kind of rolling the dice ideally we would have done this trip in october but for us if, if there was a snowstorm we wouldn't have been able to go to 30 and 30 because yeah. of the delays especially on a flight there was a lot of ones that we missed the snowstorm by about 24 hours so we got really really lucky to be honest are you a single man dave i am yeah right i've got to say yeah that that was crucial for well when we did our trip beefy did, did have a partner but i was i was very single through the whole thing um i get him that's this would be a tough one to try and pitch to a partner that you're going to do the 30 for 30 unless I think. you take her unless you well i don't know if she'd really want to go would she <laughs> what do you think dave no no this is we both looked at each other and said we were glad we were both single <laughs> if we had a girlfriend there'd be no possible uh. way you're not trying hard enough, fellas. You're not trying hard enough. Dave, the one thing that was uh, that got me as well is uh, the Lakers and the Clippers use the same stadium. They played at home on the same day. I mean, you were obviously on a bit of a trip. Did you get to see them change the courts over? So, unfortunately, no. We ended up knowing somebody that lived in Philadelphia that worked for the Clippers and somebody that lived uh, in Jersey, where I'm originally from, that worked for the Lakers. So we tried to convince them, but to no avail. It would have been very cool just because the turnaround was so short. You know, to, to see the Clippers play at 12.30 p.m. and the Lakers play at 7 p.m., like, that's a that's a super quick turnaround. So, unfortunately, no. But luckily, we ended up getting free tickets to both of those games. And to see both teams play on the same day and the same stadium within you know four or five hours was was awesome and definitely a once in a lifetime experience well it gave you a day off as well yes which was the beauty of it all um and that day off was the best day off i ever had in my life i'll tell you guys that (laughs) (laughs) so dave if any of our listeners want to follow your exploits they can look up news stories you're all over the news but what uh, obviously a lot of the stuff is on social media how what's your handles Sure. So for Twitter, we are we are at thirty f o r thirty f o r thirty. So at thirty for thirty for thirty, and Instagram we're at thirty for thirty for thirty underscore. Because you know how that is when mm. somebody else already has the username, so you mm-hmm. put an underscore at the end. We will whack all the links on our Facebook page so that people can jump on and see your exploits and see some of the costumes that you ended up wearing. Because uh, you got to see the New Orleans one because that is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, that was definitely my favorite by far. There you go. There you go. Well, Dave, thanks for joining us. I know it's early up in uh, Philadelphia, so uh, thanks for getting up and joining us. It has been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you, and uh, hopefully we will get to see you on the uh, the NHL or the WNBA or whichever journey you can take. Perhaps you come down here and do an AFL tour. They only play at about four grand, so you should be all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right.
No worries. All the best, Dave. That's Dave DeLupa, who completed 30 NBA home games at 30 different home venues in 30 days. Absolutely brilliant. Well, Rob, I don't think Dave tried hard enough. You don't think so? 30 for 30. <laughs> What's going on there? It's not like 360. Well, driving the whole... The, the winter yeah, the winter and the driving, oh, yeah. that would be tough. And, and, and every day, every day. We did get the yeah. odd day off. We did. We but, definitely um, And certain events, uh, there wasn't the pressure of getting on the, the jumbo screen, but there was always the pressure of trying to get good content. Trying to meet people. Trying to meet and people. And, and yeah. trying not to get in the way. And So that the feeling of relief for me always came when we got back in the car. Oh, okay. Yeah, either when we got back in the car, because I knew I, I wasn't going to be driving. Yeah. So I'd be having a <laughs> yeah, that's true. For one. And also, every time we got on a, strangely enough, getting on a plane. Oh, yeah. I, I still love getting on a plane because it means I can just sit there and not do much. Yeah. I, well, particularly once I realised it was almost physically impossible to edit the videos on the plane. Like, oh, yeah. and Because and, that was supposed to be a time I was going to get things, mm. but it very quickly realised. Yeah, At least I had two seats to myself. Yeah, it is hard. It was... Uh, couldn't be done. Yeah. One one little piece of turbulence and I hit the wrong button and it just ruined my whole video. No. Made me very angry, Beefy. <laughs> many, enough. many times. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, gee, we're coming up to the end. Uh, what's on for 1150. you? 11.50. Gosh, that's flown that's by. It's flown by this oh, week. Crikey. What's up for you, rest of the week and the weekend? The rest of the week. Head down for the week. Friday, babysitting the uh, the nieces. Wow. No, not my nieces. Tessa's nieces. Future nieces. And um, I'm uh, a bit of a... Uh, I've got to work Saturday. What? It's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Work? Chelsea Football Club. Got to go really? check out Chelsea Football Club and do a bit of uh, shooting. Is it and a Masita Derby, is it? It's a Masita Derby with okay. uh, Lindale. Lindale. And then a boozy dinner. Nice. Sunday night. Loving it. Yeah. I'm going to gig Saturday night. Rhoda Decker's in town. It's a big, a bit of a scar night. Should That's be good right. fun playing cricket Sunday. Is that, are you going to wear your Dropkick Murphy's t-shirt? Oh, Dropkick Murphy's t-shirt. Signed, sealed and blood. Signed and sealed in blood. Gosh, that's just ruthless. Feels like a death metal show. And then you go, then you go listen to the band. It's happy, happy, joy, joy. (laughs) Not quite. Upbeat, upbeat though. It is definitely upbeat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cricket update for the uh, mighty swinging fury. How many rounds you got left? Oh no, we're halfway through the new season. Okay. I I actually uh, have brought the trophy in the in the car for best batter in Melbourne. I'm not not even joking. They gave it to me on Sunday. Uh, Best better well, in Melbourne. fortunately, it's radio, so no one can see it. I know it's very true. Yeah, very, very well, true. Well, anyway, these, this big league starting next year, apparently the uh, Super Series, Super Series oh, League, the draft sounds I brilliant. The way I'm playing, I ain't going to get in. I tell you, I've gone gone downhill very quickly. But you might get paid. You get paid for being in the Super. I know. That's hurt. craziness. <laughs> Imagine at forty at forty six a comeback. As a country bumpkin tonker and a, uh, a four-step bowler. I have to get back in the gym, Rob. Are you doing a four-step run-up kind of thing? Yeah, it's about, it's about that. Yeah. <laughs> no good, I tell you. It is no good. Oh, my body's in shambles. Although, I uh, did some did a bit of few squats on the weekend yeah. and put the knee brace on and it held out. Well, I've got to train for the Penny Farthing World Championships as well. Mm. So, uh, that's my big thing. I haven't even started yet. So, uh, I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. Uh, we got to thank Mesita, best sportswear in Australia. Get down to, uh, I don't even know, where is it? Chelsea or Lindell, the uh, Mesita Derby on the weekend? I think it's at Chelsea. At Chelsea. Down to uh, Chelsea Heights Reserve down there, I think it is. Sounds right. Uh, and then, uh, got to thank Jake Link's Beef Jerky. Best beef jerky on the planet. It's food of astronauts, Rob. It's the food of astronauts. Certainly is. Can't get better than that. It's very healthy if you're in training. So I better get on the uh, Jack Links to prepare for the penny farthing world championships. Get around it.
All right, this has been episode, yes, episode 146 of the world's greatest sports radio show. Is that right? I don't think it is. It's the greatest sports radio show on the planet. That's what it's meant to be. That's what it is. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We will be back sometime soon. Until next time. Sands through the hourglass. (laughs) (laughs) Now, thanks for joining us. We will see you next week.